I believe stories change the world. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Your testimony is worth sharing because it has power. My name is Carol Oyola, host of the Overcome Today podcast, which aims to inspire and empower you to stand tall, shine in confidence, because you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Welcome to episode 73. I hope you're keeping well and keeping safe, remembering that we're still in a panoramic, as I like to call it, or a pandemic if you're extremely um, in all those such things. <laughs> um, but I hope you're keeping safe, keeping social distance, wearing a mask, and I hope if you have a chance to get vaccinated, please do. Please do. All right, so this week has just been... I'll be very honest, guys, I've been really struggling. This week has been filled with a lot of discouragement, a lot of um, just feeling weighed down. And usually I edit my episodes really early. Um, This one, I struggled through it. Um, I recorded it early, but just being able to edit and produce it as a whole has taken a toll and time. Um, But in all things, in all things, um, I'm giving thanks. In all things, I am encouraging myself because I tell you there are times you just have to encourage yourself. I'm so grateful for my husband who has been so supportive and praying over me, for my prayer partner who has really stood with me in prayer. And so I also ask you to stand with me in prayer um that this discouragement and this heaviness will lift off um yeah and if in case you're going through some discouragement or you're really struggling through whatever situation i pray that um you'll be able to get through it um and that god will give you the grace and the strength because we cannot do this without him great so this week i still don't have my top three as you can tell However, um, just to let you guys know that tomorrow, which is September 10th, um, is World Suicide Prevention Day. And this whole month, September, is World Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And so if you follow me on social media, and if you don't, please do, at Overcome Today on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I have been posting a few resources that you can check into about suicide awareness um, inter- oh, sorry, suicide prevention awareness. Um, that you can check that out, um, and just educate yourself, right? Even if you don't understand the situation, you have no idea, or have not experienced somebody um, going through uh, a te- who has tried to attempt suicide, or even going through mental health issues. It's just good to be aware and educate yourself um you can even some really great resources that i highly recommend is the real depression project on instagram they have great carousel posts that you can read through um that give you tidbits on what not to say to somebody who's going through mental health issues or how to spot somebody who perhaps is thinking of attempting suicide all those things just check it out all right so this week my guest is amazing because it's so interesting how when she when I recorded this episode, it just fell into line with all we're talking about um, in terms of suicide prevention. Um, um, Tindy, as I like to call her, um, 
we were in uni together and we developed a friendship from then um and so just to let you know for those who may not know her mutindi musimba is a wife and mother of two awesome young and brilliant men when she's not about her family she is a versatile communications person with a love of art and science of stories and trust me you'll hear her story and just say this girl is a storyteller at heart she has helped organizations and businesses identify shape and tell their stories for many years and hopes to continue doing so for the foreseeable future now, if you want to connect to Tindy, and I'll put all this on the description below or on the show notes below, her IG um, or Instagram handle is T's Couch, and her LinkedIn is Mutindi Musimba if you want to connect to her on a professional level. But Tindy in this episode shares her story of growing up with a narcissist father and um, an abusive mother, and she is now, as an adult, breaking those cycles because she doesn't want to pass them on to her sons in their generation and in the generations that come after her and it's such a powerful story that you just need to hear and of course you may hear her laughing in between um, her stories but i think it's just because as she told me she's healing and she's able to laugh at some things that happened in her past now um, but she is a proponent of seeking healing and breaking those cycles so you just need to listen to this amazing, amazing story. Um, the typical Kenyan family, amazing at fronting, fronted very well, <laughs> but behind the curtains, yeah. well. <laughs> Uh, amazing stories that don't even make sense yeah. you know so in in that sense yeah that's that's who we were um growing up was an oxymoron in very many ways mm-hmm. um so just to make it clear uh and and with 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 every bit of love that comes from somebody who is healing my parents had a lot of issues and uh they did not always keep their issues to themselves um, and it's very common for us to say, oh, are they violent? Did they beat each other and are they shouting and all that? No, they were never violent. Mm. And they were not beating each other and all that kind of thing. But uh, they were quietly at war with each other. And more often than not, I was a firstborn or I am a firstborn. I found myself smack in the middle of the war. So I would do something and my mom would say like, mm, now you're starting to become like your father, which was by the way the highest form of insult in our house. Yeah. If your mother says you're starting to become like your father, you just know you've been insulted. Mm. And then I would do something for my mom and my dad would be like, mm. he used to call my mom very horrible things. So then now he'd call me those horrible things and then some, yeah. you know, or if he's angry with mom, he'd look for me to vomit the ugly words. Yeah. You get. Yeah. And I remember those affairs. I used to be woken up. Like me, I've gone to sleep, Jamini. I went to sleep. I don't know your drama. A guy has opened my door. Hi-ya. And is like, you. Now he abuses me. All the things he wished he could abuse my mother, but for some reason he did not. Yeah. And then I have to find, to figure out what's going what on. Because yeah. I can't ask mom, because I'll be told, you're being like your oh. 
father. Oh, you're so like, father. what's going on here? So, um, unfortunately, that's a place that I grew up in. Mm. Now, from the outside, people saw, hey, you guys are doing well. Mm. You know, oh, you guys, the cars, the house, oh, the places you go for holiday, you guys are good. So, when I cry out and I'm like, no, things are not right. No one would believe me. Mm. They'd be like, what's wrong with you? Aren't you going to the best schools? Don't you live in that awesome house? Oh, aren't you the same one who's being picked up by different cars? Mm. What's wrong? You're making things up. Yeah. So primary school, you're making things up. High school, mm. you're making things up. So I, I guess partly because of that situation, um, I started being clinically depressed at a very young age. I think I was diagnosed in standard seven um, with clinical depression, which in hindsight now I realized that my parents were using against each other. Like it became another weapon. Like my illness became another weapon. Like what led to that? Um, so your parents are in this whole mini. So is it that you were exhibiting certain symptoms and they're like, okay, let's take her to the doctor. And then the doctor says, okay. So I think first my mom knew I was miserable. Now here's the yeah. thing about my mom. I love her. Yeah. I would not be alive if it was not for her because she fought for me. Mm. Oh, she fought. And I even feel like the space she's in now, which is not a very good space, mm. um, could be part of the price she paid to protect her children mm. from, from my dad because my dad was a narcissist. Mm. He is a narcissist. Uh, please check what that is on Google. Mm. It's complicated. J- yeah, just read <laughs> You will see what narcissism is. Um, So she protected us. And I think she saw that something's not right. And then I started being suicidal. Like, I just wanted to die. So this is in standard seven. I remember there's a time I had, like, three attempts in one week. Yeah, because I couldn't believe, like, God, why aren't you letting me die? (laughs) So I'd try something harder. I I tried drowning myself. That's when I discovered, hey, yeah, I have no natural capacity to sink. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm not laughing, but I'm like, what? <laughs> I have no natural capacity. Yeah. That's when I learned. Um, I was a very strong swimmer. Yeah. So you can believe getting yeah. into the deep end in a pool early morning. There's no one there. And just letting yourself go. And the body refuses. Kwanza, I'd float up and then flip. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's go. To stay down. Float. And then there was nothing that I could hold to sink me in. It didn't work. That's the point. Then the second time, I think I tried to jump over off a third floor. Now, the way this place was set up is it was hilly. Mm-hmm. So I tried to jump off the side that... Yeah, it was steep. Yeah, the yeah. steep side. Who landed and didn't break anything? Nothing. All I got was a solemn uncle for a few days. So now I'm thinking, no, we need to be a bit more strategic about this uh, overdose on medicine. So I did the overdose and I waited to die and it didn't work. I waited one whole day, it didn't work. So I went and reported myself to the school matron because I was in a boarding school. I reported mm. myself. like, so now I took this yesterday. I was supposed to die. It hasn't worked. So mm. hush, of course, she panicked. Yeah. <laughs> this girl has just come and told me she wants to die. So run off. <clears throat> to hospital and I guess that was the first time that I was diagnosed as, yeah. as, as clinically depressed so I was on medication and therapy basically into early adulthood mm. and all the time my mom was fighting for me yeah. literally there are days she would move her working schedule around to be with me because she didn't know and she told me this recently yeah. like she didn't know if if she leaves me will she find me alive oh, 
So that is my growing up. It's yeah. kind of not, not <laughs> no. so yummy, but there were very yummy parts. Yeah, also. But, it's, but it's your story. <laughs> um, but the thing is, and what at that point with you, because you mentioned a lot about your mom being there and really wanting to protect you because, of course, she has a fear of, mm. hey, if this girl goes. Yeah. Mm. But, and at that point, um, what about your dad? At that point, my dad just kept trying to kill me some more. <laughs> I tell you, there there are some things that don't scare me nowadays. You want to kick me out of the house? Please do. Daddy did it first, multiple times. And imagine I never slept outside in the rain. The one time I slept outside, it was because I was tired of going for help all the time. Mm. (laughs) So I just chilled with the wachi until my mom came and let me back into the house. (laughs) Now, remember where we grew up, we didn't have many neighbors. So the next neighbor was quite a while away. Mm. So, old man comes, he's drunk, he has his issues with my mother, he decides he doesn't want people like us around mm. him, throws he the does. girl out. Yeah. This is like 11pm, there's coffee bush, yeah. and between our house and the next available neighbor is at least half a kilometer. Yeah. You know, really. Where like, and it happened so many times. Back at now, the other day, um, I think it was even last year, he, he, he threw me out of the house, of his house, and I laughed. I was like, boss, I have my own house. I yeah. came here to help you. My, my, my reason for being here is one, two, three, four, five. I am done. And guess what? I am walking to my own house. Find someone else to throw out, mm. you know? So he still thinks he can throw me out. Um, many times when, when you find me in a fighting mode, I, I tell you, my dad taught me how to fight. Mm. Because he's the one who wanted to punch me, and then he'd get angry that I'm not fighting back. So he'd teach me how to punch so that I can fight so back. <laughs> so crazy then there are times that he would uh take take us out for dinner nice five-star place and then yeah. dump you on the road near madare because that's where you belong no way yeah <laughs> so it was like it's there, there's a lot of threats that people try to throw at me now and i'm just looking at you like yeah <laughs> been there done that i'm still alive yeah it's not gonna happen so of course you know when when your daddy becomes your enemy mm. it's very hard number one to trust men yeah wait it's hard to trust anyone, anyone. yeah <laughs> then to trust men in mm. particular and my daddy would spoil me horribly when i tell you spoil horribly so he had like this two sides one time he's but like, let me tell you <laughs> well let me tell you for each time that he spoiled me Oh, he broke me. Yeah. It's like, today I'm taking you out to Serena, five-star dinner, daddy, daughter, beautiful, mm-hmm. everything. The next day, I'll be accused for all the sins of the women in his life. And he'll be kicking me out and telling me I'm good for being eaten by dogs. As if you were to, it was horrible. Yeah. Then now, as I grew up, it took on another perspective mm-hmm. where he started getting involved in my work. So... He, because he was a senior manager yeah. at that time, and and uh, people at his level one are not that many. Let's just accept they're not mm. that many. They will network, they will meet, they yeah. go to the club, they meet. Mm. So you can imagine when your supervisor is coming to you with stories about you from your dad, and you who are just living your life, like, <laughs> knows my issues. you're like, what? I think for me that was that sparked on my early adulthood crisis. Yeah. Because I was like, where am I breathing? Yeah. There's nothing I can do that's going to be right. Where am I breathing? Mm. 
who am I? And you know, in this world, people take the word of the father very seriously. So mm. if your father is going to be abusing you in public, then who are you and what value are you? It literally gives everyone permission to step all over you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he did that multiple times. So now I had to literally fight for my right to exist mm. <laughs> in any place, you know? Not trust anyone who's coming to me with anything because at the back of my head, where have you come from? Who mm. has sent you? And what do you want with me? Yeah. You know? So it's taken quite a bit to get over those trust issues. I can't say I'm over them, yeah. but I think the fact that I'm married with children and this house hasn't disintegrated is proof yeah, <laughs> that something fine. is working. And how is it that now you've reached a point where you're able to get married? <laughs> because marriage is a whole This marriage is not mine. Yes. Never was mine. I had very little to do with it. <laughs> It happened in a way that both of us were likely like, what's happening? Hi-ya. Yeah, yeah. Hi-ya. Like, there was a lot of hi-ya and then safe bubble. Hi-ya and then safe bubble. It was just crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, I was not going to get married. I didn't yeah. believe in marriage. I didn't like men. I'd got into a place where I'm like, you know, it's unfair that we live in a world yeah. where men use women. So I'm going to be that woman who's going to use you, confuse you, abuse you, and throw you out. Mm. And <laughs> I'm sorry to all the guys who went through that. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> and she found Jesus. Or Jesus found her. Jesus found her. She wasn't particularly such. <laughs> you know, so I remember, I remember those days. So I used to work in radio and I used to do the morning shift quite often. So I was in the studio very early. And Kara, you've been in the news desk. You know how that thing works. Um, and you know how there are so many stories from stringers from the village and that kind yeah. of thing. So I was going through that to prepare my bulletin. Um, and I kept seeing these stories of mothers killing their children. Mm. And my heart broke. And I was like, Lord, do these women not know mm. that? So I wasn't at a Christian Christian, but I knew yeah. God. But I was like, you stay there. Me, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But that morning I was like, Lord, Yanni, do these people? Do these women know that the only person who is likely to love you purely is your child? Mm. Why are they killing their children? Mm. I had a moment to see myself and I was like, Lord, you know, I'm tired of living. Mm. I've tried to kill myself, you refused. I've tried to get people to kill me, you refused. Mm. I'm here, I don't even know what I'm living for. Mm. So if you really want me to live, you want me to live, give me my baby. Mm. At least... That will elongate my my time for another eight years because mm. I've realized trucks don't use brakes here. Mm. And imagine I'll use that because I'm tired. Mm. This is in the morning in the studio. <laughs> yeah. I heard his voice and he said, okay, I'll give you a child, but what about the father? Oh, and I said, father, please, <laughs> we do not need that drama in our lives. I know. Just give me the child. Me, all I want is a child. I mean, sperm donor, IVF, we can work with whatever you want. Divine conception, it will work. (laughs) Father, Mm -mm. I'm not interested. Then it's like, but you know my order. A child will not grow up healthy Mm. without two parents. I was like, no, there are many single parents. (laughs) It doesn't have to work like that. Then then I said, okay, fine, Lord. If you insist that this is what you want, eh? how about this? You just give me the child, the rest, you figure it out. Guy. Okay. <laughs> I like the argument. I'm sure he looks like this one. I'm sure he was looking at me like this one. I know. I know. It's coming. 
So that's why I left it. And imagine I forgot about it. Mm. But then the things that happened within that year, literally it was wild. Eh? Mm. Um, it was a lot of wild things. Let's just say by the end of that year, mm -hmm. I was pregnant. <clears throat> and then the person who was the baby daddy was refusing to leave me alone. Yeah. You know, because you see also we've been brought up to the to to believe that a child is a bother and yeah. men particularly don't want children. Yeah, so me, are. I knew, ah, me, I'll take care of. Yeah. If I told my mom she was excited, she had a plan of how we will take care of this child. Father does not need to be part of this story. Yeah. You know, the plan was we're going to do this and you're going to raise your child there and he's going to be wholesome. And they were like, yeah. But this guy is not leaving. I stopped trying to run. Yeah. And I remember the second time I had God's voice, it was on a matatu ride <laughs> to Thika, which is where I grew up. And I had God say, this is your husband. And you're like, you've got jokes. <laughs> and I think on that day he was chasing me behind in his car. He might what? have been behind. Like, let me tell you, it was dramatic. <laughs> so I'm there, I'm thinking, nani atatoka matatu na? I know. But then I stopped running, I stopped fighting. Mm. Um, funny thing, so when I stopped running, I stopped fighting. Every other fight blew up. Because mm. remember, my mother has been in an abusive marriage her whole life. She didn't mm. want her daughter to get married. Mm. Right? Yeah. So what do you mean you want to get married? Yeah, where is this coming from? Hell no. Mm. She was not going to let her baby get mm. into the hole she's in. Mm. My father just found another way to up the level of abuse. <laughs> so now it was high. Now it went to next level high. And and I guess even his family had problems because who is this girl? What you know mm. what's going on? How can you people just up and decide like this? So that was so much drama. Like everyone mm. now around us started fighting this marriage. Yeah. So I remember we went to the church and we hadn't even declared what we were there for. But mm. the pastor then, he looked at us and he knew, ah, we've been waiting for this day. Jaw falls. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what day exactly? Yeah. It's like, see, you're here too. Say so you had to get married. Like, all right then. Okay. You're clearly okay. ahead of us. So, so basically we sat and we, sh we, we shared the situation, how our people are fighting. They don't mm. want to meet. No, 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 no. And he said, look, we are behind you. The church is behind you. We are behind you. Set a date. How that wedding happens is up to them. Yeah. But set a date. On this day, you shall be married. How is yeah. up to the people around. Let me tell you, we went home. We set that date. In three months, people aligned. They didn't align because they wanted us to be yeah. married. They aligned because they realized, oh, so our, our, our families got the same church. Um, so I think oh. they realized here, if we don't align, we shall be embarrassed. Mm. <laughs> but so the shame made yeah. them align. So they aligned and we got married. To this day, I tell people, my husband, my marriage, my family has very little to do with me. By his grace, I have never felt suicidal again. That is not to say I've not had to deal with the yeah, depression. Had, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean I just went away. Yeah. yeah, it didn't just go away. But by his grace, also, there's a lot of healing. I can yeah. tell you that where I was when we started this marriage, like this man, his one was ordained for me. Mm. Because the things he has seen <laughs> and the things yeah. he has lived through mm. and the things he has come to understand and he is still standing he was ordained and strengthened for me because I don't think many men would have mm. the strength 
to deal with that. Yeah. And to deal with that with a sober mind. Yeah. You know, because there are days that I couldn't get up. Mm. I can't get up. And you know what he'd tell me? Rest. Mm. You know, you're expecting to be shouted at, yeah, being told, <laughs> be a wife, yeah. do the things that. No, it's like, then rest. Then I'll do it for you. Then I'll stand in your place. Wow. Then I'll cover you. Mm. I look at this guy like, why? Where are you from? But then I don't have energy to deal with you, so like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you get. And even today, he still stands in that place when, yeah. when I can't. You know, he'll be the one to sit down and he's like, Tindy, you overcame this. Mm-hmm. You can do it again for me today. You overcame this. Remember the word of God says, what over your life? Remember how you've come this far. You can do this. I ran away from him. Wow. I have run away from my house of marriage <laughs> three times. Yeah. Like, I'm not going back. Da, 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 yeah. da. And I come back and I find he's waiting. He's like, wow. Hiya, come to Endele. Mm-hmm. No fight, no argue, nothing. Just come to Endele. You know? So I think he was ordained for me. And because he's been such a steady influence, one of his gifts, I think, is love. Mm. Because he has loved me with that love that is steady mm. and, and I could almost say perfect because I don't think it's off him. I started to now see God again. Yeah. Because you see, when, when you're broken by your father and your parents, you have no space for God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, you just have a warped view of him. A very warped yeah. view. I have no space for God. Mm. I think the only reason I still believed in God when I was a young adult working is because I knew that I'm alive because of him. But that was about it. But engaging, no. God is a good father. There is one person who does not call him a good father, and that is Satan. Because Mm -hmm. for real, if you are to stand in Satan's view, God is not a good father. Mm -hmm. Satan then remember that he's the one who tried to exalt himself above God. All he remembers is, my father cast me out of home so satan's truth is that god is not a good father Mm. but god is a good father Mm. so every time you find that your relationship with fatherhood is being attacked Mm. it is so that you can confess what satan confesses that god is not a good father and therefore you distance yourself Mm. from the goodness of the father Mm. you get and the only cure for that is love So my foundations of fatherhood were broken. Mm. Parenthood were broken. Because as much as I say my mother fought for me, Mm. she also broke me. (laughs) But I give her props because as much as she broke me, she gave me the tools to pick myself up Mm. again. Which at the end of the day as a mother, see that's what you want, to impart Mm. to your children the tools to survive. She imparted to me the tools to survive. Mm. So I can survive her breaking me. Just understanding that and seeing that these are people, Mm. they have issues, Mm. they have serious issues, but they're still people. And the truth is, these issues did not start with dad, Mm. because I don't think naturally any man would want to torment his family. Mm. It started somewhere before him. Mm. It started with a problem. While he was a child. And I did my research and I learned about where he grew up and what he grew up in and the environment of the day. And it was toxic. Mm. Okay? So no wonder then the only thing he has to give me is toxicity. Mm. You know? And the thing that if I were to make a call to action now is deal with yourself. Mm. Because if we don't name 
what's behind us, the ugliness behind us. If you don't name it, then you don't have the power to overcome it. Yeah. You get. Yeah. And a lot of the issues we are seeing today, a lot of the depression we are seeing today, yeah. anxiety and all these issues, they didn't start with us. Mm. They started with the generation above. Yeah. Because the generation before them was traumatized. And we have to agree as Kenyans that we are like third, fourth generation traumatized people. Yes. Why? Because there's this thing called World War One, mm -hmm. where some strangers came, tricked Africans to go into war so that they can come with their PTSD and impart it to their children. Impart it to their children. Yeah. Then World War Two comes. So now these guys are not tricking Africans. They're literally kidnapping men because it did happen, men were kidnapped from their homes and put into ships to go fight a war that's not theirs. Yeah. Okay? So they come back home with more PT, PTSD, which by then no one knew what PTSD was. Yeah. Okay? Nobody knew what PTSD was. But these men are broken. Okay? And they're going to give that brokenness to their wives and their children. They've come back alcoholics. They've mm. come back violent. They've come back rapists. Mm. Okay, they've come back murderers, blood hungry. Mm. Those are not the men that went out. Yeah. Okay? Then they're going to give their children. Then there's the generation that went to fight for freedom in the forest. Mm. They're broken. Mm. So they're coming and bringing the brokenness home. Mm. So for my parents' generation, I can say with this maturity, mm is that they were broken at home as children, but they didn't have a word to put it. They yeah. didn't know that they were being broken. That is what they knew. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I found out about my dad is that his father did go to war mm -hmm. and that he was broken. Wow. Okay? So that my father follows the same pattern of brokenness as his father mm -hmm. showed him. So I cannot look at my dad and hate him because he's not a good dad. Because I understand he was broken before he even knew he was a he man. Knew, yeah. Right? But that now doesn't mean that I'm going to avail myself to him for him to break me. <laughs> also, it means you're my father. I'll respect you from far. <laughs> because I cannot pass on the same brokenness to my children. So I, I've gotten the stories from my mom's side. I understand why she has stuck on for so long, mm. even when it is breaking her and tearing her into pieces. Okay? But again, that doesn't mean that now we keep quiet and we're happy about it. Yeah. Because, because we have seen the problem. You've got to name it. Yeah. If our parents ever get the courage to name it and seek help, they will do so much yeah. for us yeah. and for our children yeah. in terms of healing. Mm. But the responsibility is on you who has woken up mm. and opened your eyes. You have to break the cycle. Yeah. Because it is generational. And this country... Today, put up a post on Facebook about having a toxic parent. See how many people will respond saying the same thing. Then here comes the father, who is a good father, who is there and he's saying, child, I am here. Be still and know I am with you. Okay? And he's saying, heal. It's okay. You have beef with me? Come, let's reason. Let's talk about it. I can tell you that God has come and spoken many times. Okay, Tindi, Shidako Nini. This is who I call you. So learn yourself again yeah. the way I call you. Yeah. And then we cannot understate the value of therapy. There's nothing embarrassing about seeing a psychiatrist mm. or a psychologist. There's nothing embarrassing. It actually makes sense. A lot of people don't understand why am I paying someone so I can mm. talk. But a person is actually trained 
to help you change your patterns of thinking mm. because you see um mental health issues emanate like yeah. the root of it is your patterns of thinking mm. so you need somebody who is trained to help you change the way you think about yourself change the way you think about your situation mm-hmm. change the way you think about your responses to a situation yeah. and it can be a lifetime thing do i still get into crisis not so much today mm. not so much today. i can say mm. i've overcome that in a large way mm. but i can also say that if you're around me and i see you're in crisis i will not keep quiet mm. and i know who <laughs> to take you <laughs> to, to. to yeah. but we have to we have to first come to terms with the fact that therapy there's nothing wrong with it mm. we have to put some urgency yeah. in therapy and in finding healing mm. it's easy to say it's the fault of the people who caused me trauma that's a very easy place to go to yeah. okay but as an adult you can remove yourself from there so why are you still carrying the trauma all right get help to like literally in african let me say it in africanese air their, their dirty laundry out in the open but um tindy mentioned to me that she sought permission from her family to share her story and they agreed and her hope is that through her story um many will be encouraged many lives will be changed and reminded that our good god is a good father is a good father. We have a warped view of God sometimes due to our past and our trauma, but remember that he is a good father. He is a good God and he desires to build a relationship with you. All right. So, if you felt that this episode um impacted you in one way or another, please leave me a comment um uh, whether it's here or on social media or on email. I've left all my contact details below. Um please leave a review um or rate this podcast if you're listening to it on Apple Apple eh, Apple eh, on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to it on Anchor or Spotify please add it to your favorites or follow the podcast if you're listening to Castbox leave a subscribe button um and on Google Podcasts like the podcast it really supports it and if you would like to financially support this podcast as it is my ministry i have left a direct link below that you can um get through and it can you can give in whatever way in whatever form whether it's mpesa airtel money credit card paypal it's all there or if you'd like to be featured in this podcast you'd like to share your story i'm always open to meeting new people and hearing what you have to say um please fill in the google form on the link um that's shared in the show notes below and you'll get, i will get in touch once you do so thank you so much for your love and support i totally um totally appreciate it and until next time bless you